What is up, y'all? Welcome back to episode two of Offstage with Logan. And I'm Chase. And uh, we had a lot of fun recording our episode last week, and we are so happy that so many of you decided to take a full hour out of your day or week in parts to listen to it. And um, we really appreciate all the support from you guys on social media as well. You guys were really digging those Comic-Con photos with my really cute face on them. So thank you so much. (laughs) Don't get too full of yourself. Well, okay. Chase is in a great mood today, so I think I it's a, I think it's a good time to kick off our first segment, which is going to be this week in entertainment. So, as you guys have probably seen all over the internet, uh, Eminem is at it again, being all Eminem-y. Uh, he, in one of his songs, he used a homophobic slur when talking about Tyler the Creator. Surprise. And he just recently this week released an apology. I'm using air quotes right now around the word apology because I could probably go through a whole timeline of times that he's done his little apologies time and time again and then continued to use homophobic slurs and talk negatively about uh, the LGBT community. And at the same time, he claims he supports them and claims to be not homophobic when that's clearly not the case yeah big surprise there and like after you know like two decades just about of Eminem's music you know like he started out in the 90s he's been using these really offensive homophobic slurs not even just homophobic either like he he everything everything there's literally an entire song where like he fantasizes about killing his wife like Eminem has been the center of controversy for years and then he continues to apologize about it and then continues to release music that perpetuates the same problems he apologized for and honestly I think it's just Eminem's like tactic for staying relevant in like an ever-changing sphere of music because I mean a lot of the people who started performing around the same time that Eminem did are no longer relevant and I think that the only reason that he is is because he manages to stay controversial and like because he's why it sounds like this that was an incredible incredible Eminem impression by Chase (laughs) Guys, and it just I'm sorry. keeps getting better. <laughs> I'm not an Eminem fan, and I never will be. Neither am I. Um, I think that in general, and uh, if you're listening to this, Eminem, sorry, not sorry, but I think that Eminem is such a garbage human being. He's such a bad person, and people just keep like standing him and just overlooking all hey, of the terrible things. Fun fact, things. by the way, the word "stan" mm-hmm. originated from Eminem. I know, and I hate it. Like, I hate that I keep saying it because that was, like, also a very fucked up song. That's just the culture that we live in today. We like to use the word stan because, I don't know, I kind of hate it, honestly. I kind of hate it, too, but I feel like even the things that I hate end up catching on in my brain. Like, I read the word stan on Twitter so much that now, out loud, I say stan. It's like when you ironically call someone a nickname and then it just sticks and it's a normal thing. And it's like usually a really bad nickname. And that's how I feel about the word Stan. So that's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he needs to not be the way he is. And especially when it comes to homophobia and his half-hearted apologies that never end up going anywhere. Um, Like Tyler, the creator, he doesn't have a problem with anyone. He's the 
most carefree person in the whole world, it seems such like. such a sweet baby angel. I love Tyler, the creator. And um, when people saw that Eminem used that language in his song, talking about Tyler, the creator, they came back and said, well, Tyler, the creator would say this stuff all the time. And as many of you probably have heard from his last album, Flower Boy, uh, he had a whole song about what seems like a coming out song for Tyler. And so that explains his use of that word. Which is a horrendous use of that word. Like, regardless of whether or not Tyler had, like, come out on his album, which is still really speculative. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, you know, like, he hasn't, like, just outright said it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but. He's giving me this little, like, shoulder shrug that he does. And one of these days I'm going to record it so that you guys can see it. Because he just has this carefree shoulder shrug that he does every time he's trying to brush off anything that comes out of my mouth. Because I'm a full believer that Tyler is gay. Oh, well, I also believe that. I'm just saying that we, like, (laughs) and, you know, he didn't just, like, outright come out and say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying? Okay. Um, Anyways, so I think that um, it's important to recognize that, like, even if he hadn't come out on Flower Boy, that, like, no matter what... It was wrong for Eminem to say what he said. And, and he probably would have used that word one way or another, even if that whole thing with Tyler didn't come up. Exactly. He would have used it for someone other than Tyler, the creator, and he would have found a reason to justify it because that's what Eminem does. So um, if you're an Eminem fan, I am sorry. I have one more thing to say. Fuck you, Eminem, for uh, the whole diss on Vince Staples. Vince Staples was just telling the truth. I'm sorry. I just love Vince Staples. I'm going to find any way to fit him into our podcast. No Chase matter what. is wearing a v- bright orange Vince Staples sweater right now. Also so. Vince Staples shoes. Shout out Converse. And Vince Staples shoes. Um, But yeah, that was. Who are you wearing, Chase? Uh, This is Vince Staples by Vince Staples with Vince Staples. Wow. Featuring Vince Staples. That is iconic. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Chase is wearing Vince Staples. I wish I was literally wearing him. <laughs> Okie doke. So we're gonna move on <laughs> because um, you can edit we, that out. We were trying not to uh, out Chase as a serial killer today. <laughs> that was supposed to wait till episode three. Um, so next is something that Chase also brought to my attention, and it is female rapper No Name, um, formerly is- known as No Name Gypsy. She is. She got not really famous, but she was exposed to. A broader audience when Chance the Rapper put her on one of his songs on Acid Rap. I don't remember what song it is specifically, but she was amazing in it, and she is continued to be amazing. She released her first debut album, is what they're calling it, Room 25, on Friday. And two years before that, she released a mixtape, Telephone, in 2016, which I think is one of the best rap albums to be released this decade and room 25 is up there as well chase why has no one heard of no name Mm, let me just because there's people like Nicki minaj cardi b and iggy azalea yeah yeah she's she's up there um there's people like that (laughs) female rappers like those three that you named and others that fit a certain archetype that consumers in America are more comfortable with. White or light-skinned. 
Yes. And they're very commanding of the spotlight in ways that make sense. Like, that's a good way to get famous and all. But there's also these other extremely talented artists, more talented artists, some may say, like No Name, who are stuck in the shadows because they don't fit this uh, stereotype of being this light-skinned, good-looking rapper who talks about their pussy all the time. Shout out Nicki Minaj. Um, Literally every song. (laughs) Yeah, find one where she's not. And No Name, as an answer to that, actually, in her first song on Room 25, talks about how her pussy teaches, I think it's English, I don't remember. Like literature, she it's funny though, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> that is one talented vagina, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so um, that's another thing that happened in the Grammys. I was last year, I think, when Rhapsody was nominated, and everyone was surprised, and half the people hadn't even heard of her, even though she released one of the best albums of the year because it was nominated, obviously, and uh, that's she and No Name are pretty unknown for the same reasons. It's because they are not this light-skinned Nicki Minaj, Cardi B type that loves to be the way they are. Let me just have a chat, because I have some some feelings. Yeah. And uh, my feelings stem from this little thing called colorism, and it's especially rampant in the entertainment industry, and you can see this in film, which I'll get to, But let's talk about the music industry first. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about, like, why No Name isn't big in the spotlight, right? And a big part of it is that she doesn't fit the mold of what modern-day society sees as a female rapper, which is a light-skinned person like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. And while I'm not undermining the talent of Nicki Minaj or Cardi B, because I think that in respective ways they are both very talented individuals, even if Nicki Minaj can't find things to speak about in the recording studio other than her vagina. Um, and so gotten her paid so far. It has, and she has a lot more money than me, so I'm not going to diss on her than that. Um, And so I think that it's important to recognize that, like, this notion of, like, light-skinned being what deserves the spotlight is so toxic, and it's why incredible rappers like No Name don't get that time in the spotlight. And it's horrendous, and colorism is essentially, like, this notion of, like, racism within race, because oftentimes it divides races apart. And one of the uh, biggest examples of that recently in film um, was the film Crazy Rich Asians. It came out about a month ago. Some of you might have seen it. I personally loved the film. And this was something I hadn't considered until after I left the theater. This was something I reflected on a week, two weeks later. Um, And it's The fact that, first of all, Crazy Rich Asians was, like, very glamorous. Like, the film was, like, meant to be uh, a very glamorous atmosphere. It was supposed to be something that you looked at and you oohed and awed at. And you did. They did a great job. John M. Chu, you did a beautiful job creating that film. So thank you for having such an amazing directorial experience for us to see. But the way that dark-skinned Asians are perpetuated in that film is like comedic relief. But the light-skinned Asians are 
living a rich and glamorous lifestyle. And like Constance Wu, who is the um, the main female protagonist. She's also in the show Fresh Off the Boat. Which is hilarious, by the way, it. if you Shout haven't out seen Eddie it. Wong. <laughs> exactly. Um, and she is incredible. And she doesn't um, have like that original, like glamorous lifestyle, but then she becomes, you know, part of it. Like that's yeah. part of the film. Um, but then dark skinned Asians are portrayed as only the comic relief of the film, um, which. While it's funny in the moment, when you reflect on it later, you recognize the fact that like that is colorism, that notion that you don't see it until much later when you reflect on it is what colorism is. It divides races apart. It's been an issue in Asian American culture and Asian culture in general for decades to centuries. Um, And it's I just don't understand how we overlook it so often. Yeah. Um, or I didn't understand until I saw Crazy Rich Asians, walked out, thought it was incredible, and then two weeks later realized my mistake in believing that it had the perfect combination in film. Yeah, and Tom Segura, a comedian, and I think it was, I don't remember which one of his Netflix specials because he has like four, but in one of them he has this story about how he was with this, I think, Vietnamese guy. And um, this guy he's with is, like, looking at another Asian man, and he's, like, glaring at him. And he turns to Tom Segura, and he's like, I don't like him. And he's like, what? Why? And he, like, makes this uh, motion with his fingers, and he's, like, touching his arm and rubbing it back and forth, indicating that he doesn't like him because of his skin color. And Tom Segura is like, wow. And um, there's a Eddie Huang, actually. He talked about it in an interview. He was like, that it was one of his problems with Crazy Rich Asians. He was like, they have this way of showing only these Asians as the good ones. And this isn't a direct quote. I'm like paraphrasing. Um, So I'll miss a part or add a little on accident. But he's basically saying the same thing that Logan is uh, trying to tell everyone and the same thing that No Name and Rhapsody have encountered in their careers and their rise to fame or potential rise to fame so far. And I can only hope that that imagery of what we believe as like the on-screen beauty changes because we are losing a lot of really competent and incredible artists in the status quo because we as a society refuse to see them in the same spotlight as we see their light-skinned counterparts. Um, And I really hope that changes, and I hope it changes in film too because while I'm so glad that Crazy Rich Asians was such a big triumph for... uh, Asian American actors and actresses, I think that it's so important that like while we recognize how big of a step that was, that there is still problems within that we need to solve before we finally like see the bigger picture and we finally succeed in our mission. And especially like in the selection of actors or actresses, I see that that's kind of a big theme, especially in Crazy Rich Asians, because at first when I saw the guy in it, I don't remember his name. I thought he was a white guy. I was like, what? And then... Well, Henry I, Golding is the... Oh, he sounds like... His name sounds like he's a white guy, too. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, Henry Golding is the male protagonist in Crazy Rich Asians. I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, I've heard good and bad things about it, but I'm just an outsider. I recommend. I recommend that you see the film, but while you watch the film... 
you are also conscious of the decisions that they're making in order to promote such a large um, a large triumph for Asian American actors in the in the industry. So I think that while it's important that you see it for the support that it gives to those individuals, that you also recognize its faults. Um, and that's important. So uh, I think that we should move on to what to watch. So you saw a movie called Searching. I listened to an interview with the creator. I don't remember his name. He's like a 20-something-year-old former Google employee who left. He was like, he did a bunch of commercials and promotional videos for them. And he tendered his resignation and was like, I don't really want to be doing this. I want to be making movies. And when he was making the movie, uh, a lot of people turned him down. They were like, we don't want to give you any funding for this because it's just like, um, what's that movie called? Unfriended. Yeah, it's just like another version of Unfriended. And that that's his biggest issue with the movie that he made. He doesn't want it to be forever associated with a not-so-great film. Let me be honest. So, first of all, I like the Unfriended films, both of them, but for the novelty, not yeah. because they're great films. Yeah, that's, that's his problem exactly he doesn't Um, want to see be seen as a novelty but searching was by far one of the best movies i've seen in 2018 um and let me just like give you a a quick a quick rundown of the plot yeah i'm very picky about my films if you guys ever read my film reviews like i like very specific types of films i don't really believe that because everything you've ever told me about you just rave about it so i'm pretty sure you just like everything you watch (laughs) That's because I don't talk about the ones I don't like because I want to forget them and erase them from my memory forever. Or maybe you're just lying. I don't remember half of Unfriended Dark Web because it was such a garbage film. Okay, okay that's fair. <laughs> um, and so searching kind of, it follows um, John Cho's character um, and he has a daughter named Margot, um, and Margot disappears one night. And so the entire film is him and Rosemary Vick, who's the detective on the case looking to find Margot, find out what happened to her, like what, why her dis- disappearance came about. Um, and so it's kind of an investigative film, like you're part of the investigation. And that's one of the biggest draws into the film is that while the characters are finding clues, you're finding clues as well. And sometimes it's different ones than the ones that you see the characters finding throughout. Um, there's an incredible plot twist, incredible plot twist in the last 20 minutes of the movie that literally had my heart racing. Like I audibly gasped when you find out what this what this plot twist is. Because but you audibly gasp like 30 times a day at the smallest things. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to pretend Chase isn't on the other microphones. Just turn that off. Um, <laughs> but I think that it's um, it's really important for thrillers because it's not labeled as a psychological thriller, but you become so invested in the film that it becomes psychological. And it was incredible like the plot twist was incredible the acting was really great you believe that john cho is that distraught father it was please go see it please go see it i don't even know how else to describe it Um, just go now off on psychological thrillers this next movie that i just watched it's been out like a year probably around there year and a half i think Um, but it's on hulu it's called ingrid goes west Wow, that is an interesting film. Uh, It stars Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube son. Uh, it's about this crazy, not I don't want to say crazy, but this obsessive eccentric. girl. Mm, eccentric's too nice of a way to put it. She's an obsessive girl who stalks people on Twitter and then stalks them in real life is how I gathered it. Mood. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I need to leave this recording booth. Um, but yeah, so she finds this girl on Instagram after she had just gone through this whole uh, mental breakdown that we don't really see much of except for the apex of it when she pepper sprays this girl at her wedding and she's like, why didn't you invite me? We're best friends or something like that. And uh, so she goes to a mental hospital and recovers and that only that's only like 20 seconds of the movie. And then she gets back on and uh, she finds this girl on Instagram from a magazine that she read and she stalks her and comments on one of her pictures and it's like, oh, here's this, this, we should be best friends. And then she deletes she types like 30 super creepy comments up and deletes it and then settles on one that seems the least creepy, which seems like a normal thing that people would say. Uh, and then she moves to the place that this person lives because she had just come from or she had just come into some money because her mother died and left her like $60,000 or something. And um, so that... She just goes crazy after that. And it's one of the most stressful movies I've ever watched. I'm like, what is this crazy person going to do next? And why is this happening? And the whole time I was just like, I'm really creeped out. What What is going on? In the end, she records like a video of herself. Do not spoil She records a video of herself. And it's like a really terrible part. And then it's a terrible thing that's happening. And then the end... It's like, hey, everyone saw this video, and she's happy. And I'm like, why are you happy about this? This it's is a, a terrible thing. It's a crazy movie. So I loved it. It's a roller coaster. I, I didn't hate it. It was just really creepy, and I was uncomfortable for it's hours very, afterward. It's a very Aubrey Plaza movie. So <laughs> No, because Aubrey Plaza movie, you think of, like, Dirty Grandpa or something like that. Or like, I totally disagree. Really? Did you see her character in Parks and Rec? Yeah, but... Her Ingrid Even Goes this, West character. It's 10 times worse. Okay, but her worse. Ingrid Goes West character is honestly just like her Parks and Rec character. But like times 10. But like got like divorced. Times a million. But like got divorced and jumped off the deep end for a little bit. <laughs> I think for that. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But and yeah. so it was, I think it was a good film. Um, if you're not into that kind of movie, though, like if you're not into that sort of psychological, like it makes you feel kind of dirty afterwards film, don't watch it. Cause you feel sticky. You feel a little sticky. <laughs> you feel like you need to shower afterwards. Yeah. Um, or lock all your doors and delete yourself from the Internet. Put some duct tape over your camera on your laptop, that kind of thing. <laughs> Change your name. Yeah. Um, then don't watch it. So, OK, moving on. Uh, I don't know if you guys have Hulu, but I have Hulu. And I, it's a great thing. It is a great thing. And plug, if you get Spotify for students for $5 a month, you can now get Spotify Premium, Hulu with limited commercials, and Showtime. Yeah, um, I am a, I've been an Apple, user, Apple Music user for the last three, well, since it came out. And I still use Apple Music, but I had to sign up for Spotify. 
for this free showtime thing. And I was like, I, I just felt wrong doing it. But it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's literally so worth it. Except it is. there is a fun section on Showtime called After Hours. Don't Let's click on it unless it. you nope. want to be thoroughly disturbed. Just don't or do it. Pleasured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm sorry, mommy. <laughs> I'm not going to let my parents listen to this episode. <laughs> I really hope my parents never find this. <laughs> I've told them about it, but I'm never giving them a link. We're about to burn this episode in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to find a new co-host. So moving on. <laughs> Um, on Hulu, uh, not in the after hours section of Showtime, there is a <laughs> there's a good show um, by, called I Love You, America, and it is hosted by Sarah Silverman, who's a comedian, which Chase claims that everybody knows. But I don't if think you don't know who knows. Sarah Silverman is. You need to, like, do some research. We do not discriminate against our listeners who live under rocks. No, but you should do some research. Sarah Silverman is funny. Um, I Love You, America is hilarious. She interviews different political figures and basically, like, roasts them on their views. This week's episode is Bernie Sanders. I high-key recommend it because Bernie Sanders is a little teddy bear and Sarah Silverman is not. And that's all She's I'm going like to say shark. about it. She's like a shark. She's like a piranha. Yeah, that's probably better. She's um, a piranha. But, uh, <laughs> have you seen Who is America? The Sasha Baron Cohen thing? Not yet. Everybody it's, keeps telling me to watch it. It's really, it's got its highs and lows, but I think it's mostly lows, honestly. Really? Um, but this sounds like a very similar thing, but not at the same time. Sarah Silverman is just hilarious. I think that she's one of the better um, female comedians that exists right now. Oh, yeah. And ever has. And ever has. Like, she's been going for a long time, and I hope that that woman never stops. I love you, Sarah Silverman. Please sponsor me. That's all. Moving on. Um, what should we listen to this week, Chase? There's a rapper named Internet James. Uh, he is from D.C., I think, or Maryland. He's a DMV rapper. DMV stands for D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Uh, he released his second album, I believe it is. It's called Keep It Clean. It's it's just good. It's good, guys. Uh, he has feature a feature from Pusha T, another DMV rapper who is very well established. You probably listened to his or er, his last album. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sorry, guys. Um, that. The seven song Kanye produced one that was the best of the seven song drops that came out. And it is this Keep It Clean album is eight tracks. It's a quick listen. It's really good. It's fun. And Internet James should be popping up on. I don't know. He should be the popping internet. up. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new co-host now. <laughs> But yeah, guys, just go listen to it. It's good. You'll find out. Okay, and then I'm going to plug my current favorite boy band because, okay, Ugh. so, okay. It's not Brockhampton, guys, so it doesn't matter. Okay, however, Brockhampton is coming to Boise and I'm going because I love them too. My I'm not going because I'm going to see them at Camp Vlog, not three days after. So. Unlike Chase, I have like a very um, broad taste in music. Um, I do too. I'm like pretty cultured and Chase isn't, so 
gotta find a new co-host. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely bounce around a lot. So I like a lot of rap music, but I also like pop. I like um, some country. She likes cheesy guys. This week I like country, but that usually changes. So it depends. And it's only like the hot country playlist on Spotify. But anyways, my favorite boy band right now is Why Don't We? I saw them back in March. They're not super big right now, um, but they're getting there. Like this tour is significantly bigger than their last one. They just released an album a few weeks ago called Eight Letters. Um, And it's not the best album of 2018 by any means. Like, I'm not going to be like, this is incredible. And if you don't listen to it, like you're missing out on something legendary because you're not. But it's a good album for a boy band that's not that big yet. It's only eight songs. It's a quick listen. Um, They're no One Direction. They are no. (laughs) They are no One Direction. (laughs) Like if One Direction got back together right now, would they even exist? Would they just be decimated off the earth? No, I think that Pretty Much would be. Um, pretty Much is another boy band. Why do they have thing. names like this? I don't know. Um, and I, why don't we was like why the don't name we, of a pretty whole. Much. Why don't we was like the name of an album. It was weird. Anyways, I enjoy Why Don't We. I'm going to see them again next March. I think that they're like. They're just a fun band to listen to. Like, they're not incredible, but they're fun. The album is fun. There's some, like, actually really heartfelt songs on there. They're well-produced. I just recommend that you listen to it just because you can. I don't think that you need to listen to, like, to an album every day just because it's supposed to be legendary or it's supposed to be nominated for a Grammy. Sometimes I think that you should just listen, so. Sometimes you just need to have fun that doesn't matter. Exactly. So check out Eight Letters by Why Don't We? I love it. don't do drugs because that's fun that does matter and doesn't last. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make puns every time Chase says something. That's pretty much a terrible idea. I don't know these people, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's okay, that was good. There's no pun you can make with Brockhampton, so there's some. Like what? I mean, you would have to know Brockhampton. I do know Brockhampton Snake. Uh, Snake. Moving on. What's trending today, folks? Um Um, this wasn't trending today. Let's talk about Okay, what's trending this week? Sorry, I forgot that we have to, like, break off for a week. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start with, like, our lighter note first. So if you guys know, <laughs> this is a pretty serious issue. Um, Ryan Murphy created the show American Horror Story. And the new season came out last week. It's everywhere. Like It's everywhere. I love American Horror Story select seasons. Uh, Apocalypse, which is the new season, is a combination of Murder House and Coven. It's like their crossover season, which are my two favorite is. seasons. I'm ready. Anyway. Chill. Excuse me. You're too loud. I'm going to be opening an application for new co-hosts on the uh, Twitter page. Please apply. Okay, anyway, um, so American Horror Story, it was trending. It's called Apocalypse. Let me tell you what was trending for American Horror Story Apocalypse. Hashtag AHS Apocalypse. Apocalypse was misspelled in... How many people were tweeting it? 77,000 people spelled apocalypse, apocalypse. 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 American Horror Story, apocalypse. So that kind of tells you what kind of person watches the show. So Ryan Murphy 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys. Shame on you for having a fan base that can't spell apocalypse. 77,000 people in that fan base that can't spell apocalypse. Okay, so I've seen this happen before with other hashtags, and I'm convinced because you know how when you type in a hashtag, it like yeah. autofills? Whoever did it first, they spelled it wrong. Or whoever, I don't, not, probably not first, but. And then everyone was just like, oh, here's here it is. Let's just click it. Or they went on the little trending page and said, oh, let's press the tweet button from here when it tweets the same exact hashtag. That is, And it's not the an wrong excuse. hashtag. That's it's a terrible excuse. Come on, guys, do better. Excuse. And shame on you, Ryan Murphy, for picking a season name that your fan base wasn't smart enough to spell correctly. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's all your fault, Ryan Murphy. But this is means, on you. But if it means American Horror Story is coming to an end, that's... I mean, that's pretty cool because I'm tired of get everyone getting so excited about it and then not talking about it until it comes back up. The blood is on his hands. Yeah. Just like in Murder House. Um, but um, That's the only season I've actually watched, so. Oh. There's some that are pretty good. There's some that are flops like Roanoke. Garbage season. Don't watch what? it. I don't Roanoke? know what that is. Don't. Okay. You don't need to know. I'm good. Anyways, we have one more thing that's uh, trending this week. Why don't you start it out, Chase? Okay, so I was just scrolling through Twitter like I do 24-7. And on the trending U.S. trends, I saw Sean Penn's name and the Me Too hashtag. Was His a... first thought was, why would Sean Penn be trending? <laughs> yeah, um, he doesn't have any movies coming out, does he? And even if he does, is he even relevant? I mean, he's a great actor and all, but what he said was the spirit of the Me Too movement is to divide men and women. That's what Sean Penn said about the Me Too movement. I want to hear your thoughts first, Chase. <sighs> oh, man. So I've always thought of Sean Penn as kind of a problematic person. He kind of just seems like a dirtbag. He's a great actor, though. Um, he's wrong, first of all. The spirit of the Me Too movement isn't to divide anyone. It's to hold gross, nasty men accountable for their gross, nasty actions. And if you can't recognize that, then apparently you think it's meant to divide men and women. And if you think it's meant to divide men and women, and I'm 100% adding any of you who second what Sean Penn said, I would love to know why. I mean, I, I can definitely see where it has divided men and women, but I don't think it's a negative thing. Like, the men that it's dividing from women it's probably good that they're i agree i want to know why like accountability has become such a dirty word to yeah. people i don't understand because i don't feel as though accountability has ever been something that we should look down upon and in fact accountability is something that usually we praise because even when you have kids you know like and i remember this as a kid my parents would be like you need to be accountable <laughs> for your actions right and like that's me as a 10-year-old girl, right? So, like, it's okay if we say it to kids, but we can't say it to grown-ass men who already know better? No, you can't, actually. It's really? It's the rules. Wow. It's because they run the world. Chase, I think you should be more accountable for your actions. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, cool. See, if it was that easy, the Me Too movement would have been even more successful in getting rid of these dirty men and disgusting men that... Do that. And that doesn't change anything because it's not always men. And I want to like point that out too that in most cases, yes, 
it has been men like the Harvey Weinsteins of Blech. the world, right? Disgusting. But like the Me Too movement also allowed men to come out with their sexual assaults that women had perpetuated on them too. So I think like that Terry Crews. Terry Crews has been very open. It's not okay. It wasn't from a woman. It was from a man who like a film producer or something. Mm. And Terry Crews has been very open about it. And he is like iconic in this sense that he is really pushing for sexual assault rights. He's one of the biggest proponents of the Me Too movement right now on and the men's side. And can I just say it? It's because he's a man. It's because he's a man. It is. It is. And even if there are false accusations against men from women, it's not like these aren't the types of people we should be paying attention to. Sure, they should be punished for what they did um, for the false accusations, and the men should be punished for what they did, which is disgusting and wrong. But there's, it's not meant to divide anyone. I totally agree. And if it does divide you, then maybe you should take a moment of reflection and check it out in the mirror and find out why you think it's such a division. Sean Penn, I'm looking at you, and you need to look at yourself. So I think that uh, that's... That's really interesting. Do you have any final thoughts? Does he have a movie coming out or something? Sean Penn? Yeah, because I think it, they said it was on the Today Show. I'm going to be real. I wouldn't know even if he did because uh, I don't find yeah. Sean Penn to be that relevant anymore. He has some great movies, but, but like, yeah, I don't know. In the current day, like I don't think he's that relevant anymore. Yeah. He's just that guy who looks like bloated and chunky. That was... A beautiful representation. I'm glad that I had that mental picture in yeah. my head of Sean Penn. And I'm so glad that you all do, too, so that you can all suffer with me. Do you have any final thoughts, Chase? Um, I don't know. Do you? I'm glad we had this talk. Oh, uh, shout out to Red Bull for being my life, the light of my life. The light of my life. I love you. I... And I drink you every day. Every day. We are, once again, unofficially sponsored by Red Bull because it's the only thing keeping us awake in this recording studio Please today. sponsor us. Red Bull, I'm going to write you a letter. Please sponsor us. Or just write an email or, like, tweet at them. Tweet at, oh. No one writes write, letters. Nobody writes letters. No, in fact, what if they just, like, burned it? Cool. Okay. So I'm just going to do a quick wrap up. So we spoke about the Eminem controversy as per the huge. No name, some colorism with Crazy Rich Asians as Listen well. Listen to Room 25 by No Name. Absolutely. Watch Searching, Ingrid Goes West, and I Love You America, hosted by Sarah Silverman on Hulu. Listen to Keep It Clean by Internet James and Eight Letters by Why Don't We? And what's trending this week? Uh, Sean Penn's criticism of hashtag me too. And hashtag AHS apocalypse. Apocalypse. That was your weekly wrap up. So I think this is a good place for us to end the show. What do you think? Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to Poncho P for our original theme music. Follow him on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your music. We have so much love for you because it sounds great. You're the best. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Offstage Podcast. You can now search us on your podcast app on iTunes. Um, we are also on SoundCloud. Look up Offstage with Logan and Chase. We would love if you'd give us some listens there. Um, and we are also on the University Pulse Radio SoundCloud, so you can check us out there too through Boise State. Share us with your friends, your family, 
make your mom listen to a podcast with you in the car. I don't Maybe care. not this episode because... We talk about pussy a lot. <laughs> We're going to burn this in a dumpster fire. Um, but we thank you guys so much for checking us out. I'm Logan. I'm Chase. And thanks for checking out Offstage. Stage.